It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. We believe that until something like gives, and we, we see like a little teeny piece of what life could be like, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, I want that big, mm-hmm. I want that big. Yeah. And then we get it, and we're like, why doesn't everybody else right. have this thing? Why can't we get them this mm-hmm. thing? The number of people that say how unhappy they are at their work and just how much they hate their jobs and it's unfulfilling, but I have to do it. Right. I have to do it. And it's hard sometimes, like, I don't know if you get this, but a lot of people are like, you're so busy. You do so much. You have so much on. You have a family. It's like the things that I do help me to be. Be present. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the time, though it's short, and I'm not there as much as I should be right now. As much as you could be. Right. They know that. Right. They also know, like, I, so I got offered another production, which I, of course, Doug was the first person. It's just like, it's up to you. How was Spring Awakening? It is amazing. Oh, is it still on it, this We're weekend? the whole month. Yeah. Oh. We go until, we actually extended into June because two of the actors had COVID. So we are extending. So I have more opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Because it is one I'd like to see. It's Bring a lot of Kleenex. Oh, yeah. A I lot just, of Kleenex. I sobbed through it the first time uh-huh. I saw it. So Yeah. We did one of the rehearsal days. Spoiler. There's a funeral. Um, mm-hmm. The funeral scene. I don't know how they could have made it sadder. And literally, we're walking. We put a rose in the grave and we stand. That's the whole song. And it's being sung by one character with mm-hmm. a little bit of the chorus. Mm-hmm. Every time. Just like even when the chords of that start, it's oh yeah, oh my gosh, and I mean it was sad before, but that there was one we had to do it three times in a row. Thanks, Edward. Oh, forget it. And (laughs) he even said he's just like, I'm really sorry. We need to do it again. And it was just, I mean, we can't stop the tears from coming. Then I realized the next morning I woke up and it was like, oh, I'm PMSing too. (laughs) This is great. This is uh, great. I'm perimenopausal, so How fun. all bets are off the Yay. table. My hormones are all over the place That's at all fun. times. Yeah. Oh, how it's, wonderful. Yeah. I'm like, this is the gift I get for bringing children into the world. <laughs> Another puberty. Great. <laughs> Love it. Puberty is wonderful. <clears throat> yeah. So much fun. Hi, how are you? Hi. We already started. <laughs> we don't tell people when we start. There's anything you don't want in there. (laughs) I mean, I don't think anything I said was a secret. Not really. I think we're good. No, No, we've only had a couple of times where we've had the person's like, we need to take that out. Mm -hmm. We got to take that out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. Makes it easier for us. I have you guys scooching slightly more. You both keep creeping. Well, especially you. You keep creeping. I creep. I'm like the, so I creep. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> But it's not, it's not SWV. Who is that? Um, TLC. Yeah. I was going with the other SWV. I do love that. It's weird that you pull SWV before TLC, though. Yeah, because I usually pull TLC first. I should yeah. have. It's God, we are such 90s people. But that's okay. I'm assuming a lot about our guests today. Yeah. Yes, yeah, feel free to that. make that assumption. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right. What year did you I'm graduate? actually older. I know that. What year did you graduate high school? 93. That's what I thought. Yeah. Not that much. But you experienced the 90s music. I mean, you were oh, in the 90s music. Yeah. I'm still in the yeah. 90s music. I am too. <laughs> there, yeah. was, there was, a, uh, I think, like a TikTok video that went around of this woman sitting in her car listening to music of today. And she's just like, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> she keeps changing it. It's like... And it gets, goes from bad to worse, right? And then she finally goes, I think it was like no diggity. She puts it on. She's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've clogged things up here with mm-hmm. like 80s and 90s lyrics mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. There's a large section of my brain that's dedicated to Madonna, and that's okay. so there's that space. Mm-hmm. Um, Early Madonna or later Madonna, or just the whole collection? I, I think I stopped at Ray of Light. Okay. Like, I. Yeah. That's a good place to stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I kind I of had different. that experience yeah. in college, and I was like, mm. She did a cover of uh, um, American Pie, and it was bad. Yeah. Um, she left out the yeah. whole verse about, like, like what the song's about. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very specific theme uh, to like, that song. Yeah. Right. And she just omitted the entire like the whole like opening like couple of like lines about Which, like February made me shiver with every paper I deliver the whole thing about like what it's about. Oh. Gonzo. It's just a poppy remix of no, American Pop. That's not right. We gotta <clears throat> stop yeah. taking the context out yeah. of of yeah. things and reinventing them mm-hmm. without because, Meaning, I mean, no. How good would it be to like introduce people to like the Big Bopper and stuff like that? Right. Here's some old music you should go mm-hmm. check out because it, it made an impact on this artist. They're right. you too. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. music history. My sister like teaches. An old man yelling at clouds. <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> my, Melissa, my sister teaches at a Christian school in Delaware, and she introduced some kids to the Beatles who had never heard the Beatles mm. before. So, which I said, thank you. You're mm-hmm. doing you're doing the Lord's work here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it isn't. I mean, my kids know the Beatles because that's right. what I grew up with. But I don't think other kids would know who they are anymore. They're mm-hmm. not. I think because they came out with the compilation albums when right. we were in high school, and right. college. There was just sort of this resurfacing of the Beatles. But now, like Paul McCartney came out with an album last year. He has aged mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still singing, and right. I don't know. It's just weird how much the music changes. I sound so old. <laughs> oh, the well, songs these days are just not good anymore. But it's not even music. They're just saying things over some sort of weird. I don't yeah, know. I know. <laughs> that was really good. That was a good yeah, tirade. That's... I like that. <laughs> we take things very seriously here. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really good. Where the world you... is so serious right now. It's, it's nice to have serious. some levity. Mm-hmm. That's why we like doing this, because it's just like, for one, we have no distractions. It's just like, right. we're just going to sit here and chat, like we should. Mm-hmm. You know, all those times you're just like, let's go out for coffee, and then you we never don't. do. We don't. Right. But this is like, yes, we are. I mean, mm-hmm. we're here. I'm right. having too much coffee. Which is, <laughs> it's going to be by the end of that. But I, I took the big guns today. I took an Allegra D today. So we are. You're good. We're firing you're on good. all cylinders That's today. Right. That's oh, right. yeah. Yeah, when you wake up and the snot just doesn't stop, it's like mm. it's spring that in was Ohio. A song too, wasn't it? When the snot don't stop. I no. don't think so. No, nope. could have been. Should have been. Have been. Yeah. That would make more sense for today. I feel like somebody would write a song like that. Mm. That's not don't stop. I'd like to hear Taylor Swift version of that. Mm. Are you a Taylor fan? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I I kind of dance around Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. She's not bad. I. Uh, I really appreciate her artistry mm-hmm. and her creativity mm-hmm. and the fact that like she just lives in it. Mm-hmm. Like she is in her art all the time. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say relentless. Mm-hmm. Just keep coming back with more stuff and yeah, new stuff. and new, yeah. fresh. Yeah. yeah, I do like yeah. that. Yeah, and so I find her very inspiring. Mm. Um, I don't, I, 
I was trying to teach myself how to play guitar, so Shake It Off was a pretty okay. easy song to try and okay. learn. Mm -hmm. If I never hear it again, though, I'd probably be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I always get it. I, I always hear Baker's gonna bake, and I know that's not part of it. <laughs> I think that's a great idea, though. I think we should bake yeah. more. And yeah. I mean, over quarantine, that was very true. Mm -hmm. Did you do any of the the like random quarantine things? I, I did not. Do, I bought uh, lots of bread flour, but I never, I in fact, that. made the bread. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, I had some. Um, some difficulty with quarantine and with the messaging that I saw on social media of like, if you're not taking advantage of this time and right. producing, and I was like, oh I'm going to need rest. to not yeah. be on social media, mm -hmm. I think, for a while. Um, because the world changed significantly and people weren't taking a moment mm -hmm. to go, oh, life is different. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. changed. And mm -hmm. so I saw a lot of people continuing to like effort and effort and effort. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but it's okay for us to pause. Yeah. It's okay for us to notice what's happening and to react to that. Yeah. In fact, it is healthy for mm -hmm. us to do that. Mm -hmm. What did you do during that? Today's episode brought to you by, uh... by, Rumpke. Um, by Rumpke. Your trash is on. <laughs> Cheers, Jen. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for that. We'll yeah. uh, peek behind the curtain here. Um, yeah, classy. <laughs> yeah, so I... Uh, you probably had to do some homeschooling. A I, bit. I did. So yeah. um, my oldest was home. She's almost 14. Oh, my gosh. No. And so, no, yeah, no, yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. that old. Yes. No. I know. No. It's weird, right? Nope. nope. <laughs> I'm like, she's still and four more TV. years, right? Yeah, she's going to be out there. So um, she quarantine then was six Fifth grade, sixth grade? So it was, she's in seventh grade. So, okay. Yeah. Missed fifth Six, and sixth, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. um, so there was that having to be present for a child who's doing, you know, distance learning. Mm -hmm. And then there was raising a toddler <laughs> who, um, she, I think, is feral at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're like being in school this year, she's learning how to human with other humans, which, you know, when you spend your entire life at home mm -hmm. and then suddenly you're around people, it's been quite an adjustment. Mm -hmm. She she has shown up as an extrovert, which okay. I'm not surprised. Yeah. My husband is very extrovert. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm I'm on that borderline. Yeah. So I am truly an introvert, mm -hmm. but because of theater and whatever else, mm -hmm. I appear extroverted. Right. Um, so it was an interesting time um, for all of us to be at home. Uh, learning how to human in a completely different way. Yep. And so um, I was more present to mm -hmm. the children because we had nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's actually how this book was born. So yeah. That's so interesting. Like, so how old was, was Baby Girl when? So when I started two? writing it, yeah. So she was born 6-7-2018. So oh, she easy. was. That's good. Mm -hmm. I love my other one have... is ten nine eight. So I'm like, this is great. I'll never forget. <laughs> love I mean, that. Not that any mother has ever forgotten, right? I forget all we the time. We don't do that. I hate it when I go up. I get anxiety in a CVS line when they're like birth dates of the children. I'm like, Ugh, I, don't I usually. Up on the year. I usually yeah. rattle yeah. off like everybody else's. Like mm -hmm. there's an order. Like I have to give you my birthday and then my husband's birthday mm -hmm. and then I give you the children's. Yeah. Like if you ask me that out of order. It takes a lot of brain mm -hmm. power. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, well, because my eldest and I both have August birthdays. So I'm like, 820. <laughs> what year were they born? Uh -huh. Let me math uh -huh. real quick. Hang on. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then yeah. you get to the year and you're like, that, that could be I can't be right. We always forget the year we got married, which is not, <laughs> not But we both forget it, so I think that's better. I think that's great. Because yeah. we were October 14th of 2006. We always get hung up. It was like, was it the 16th or the 14th? <laughs> what day? It was in October. It was in October. We celebrate all month long. I think that's how you solve the problem. Apparently. Ours was 9, 10, 11. Ah, oh, smart. well done. <laughs> smart cookie. Well done. I had friends that did 7707 yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're never going to forget it. It's a very popular wedding day. It actually. was very yeah. popular. I was thinking that you can get like sequential numbers or mm -hmm. matching numbers. Like, yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that. No. Why we forget it? So now you now have to guess. Yeah. And then how many years? Well, because we had our child within the first year of marriage. That makes it a little bit easier to remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sex causes babies, people. That's right. Um, yeah. That's right. So you have an almost 14-year-old mm -hmm. and a, how old is she? Three? She's almost four. Almost four. So she'll be, so there's about 10 years okay. apart, okay. which is why I'm always tired. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because mm -hmm. whatever one of them is experiencing, the, the literally other. the other one is in circling back to the same mm -hmm. thing. So like autonomy, you know, mm -hmm. they're... The toddler is learning, like, I am separate from you, and yeah. there's all the power struggles. And all that. Well, the almost 14-year-old is doing the same mm -hmm. thing. So it's uh, it's a lot. What's your happy age range for kids? Because you've worked with kids in the oh, past. Oh, yeah. Like, what's your... What's my favorite age? Yeah. I would have You're to like, say... Where none of my children are. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. It is where none yeah. of my children are. Um, I would say, like, for me, the magic happens between, like, seven eight nine okay like those years are where the child is old enough that they're able to do certain things mm -hmm. for themselves but they still want you around and they yeah. they have all these big questions about the world mm -hmm. right and they're not afraid to ask them yeah at this point they don't they are censoring themselves less and less because mm -hmm. they've been out in the world less yeah. and less so they're still more of who they are mm -hmm. before they start to cover 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Times, so, um, although I have worked with teenagers and I would have to say that I also loved like doing youth ministry with teenagers was great for me. One, because I had already done all the things that they were not supposed to do. So I had that background <laughs> to be able to be like, look, I'm living proof that it's survivable mm -hmm. and that you can make different choices yeah. and that you don't have to feel shame for being human. Mm -hmm. Right. So like th that worked out. But also I loved them just because they're so awkward and mm -hmm. I'm also awkward mm -hmm. I am very awkward so I felt at home with them yeah it's just a little different when it's your own it is because there's yeah. so much underneath that that can trigger you to mm -hmm. <laughs> have certain responses that yeah. that aren't okay like I know I can have so much more compassion and empathy for a child who is having an experience that is outside of my home because right. I'm not, not constantly Mm, mm -hmm. That's a beautiful way to put it. Mm -hmm. You're not covered in it. Yeah. I mean, diapers covered in poop. Right. Teenagers covered in right? just a different verbal. Kind of poop. It's verbal. <laughs> it's verbal diarrhea, if you will. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting. Well, because my oldest is about a year older, mm -hmm. and so we're getting to the place of just. I mean, yeah, the world is a mess for my teenager. Right. 
but that's my happy place. Mm-hmm. Mine is like ninth grade on. Mm-hmm. I work best with that age group. I, I get that. Those are the kids that I've worked with for the last decade. Right. And so we kind of have this understanding to a degree. Right. It's like I'm I'm still your mom. Right. You're still going to respond to me the way that you should be responding. You right. still have chores. But, right. Right. But the conversations, it's it's amazing because they're starting to happen mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I think one day I walked in the door and it was just like, Mom, here's what happened today. It was not good. And it was like. Right. Right. Are you the same kid that left this morning with right. pissed off about your book bag or something? Right. I don't know you anymore. Right. But right. it's it, it's interesting to see how much they change and how much they do still need affection in right. those little moments. It's kind of like, okay. Well, we're all, I mean, when we're honest with ourselves, we're all ages mm-hmm. at all times, mm-hmm. right? So like that little high school girl or that three-year-old still in me and yeah. the things that, the needs that were not met mm-hmm. or the things that weren't talked about or that's all still there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that kids are just more forthcoming with it. And Which so great. they show up in their humanity, mm-hmm. whereas adults, we struggle with looking perfect mm-hmm. and presenting like we have our shit together yeah. and I don't have my shit together. I might look like I have my mm-hmm. shit together. I do not. No. I, I just want to go on the record. I do not have my shit together. I don't either. Yay! Right? Ben's like, I have. (laughs) (laughs) But I think... Mine's been fine all along. Wouldn't the world be a different place if we were able to just acknowledge or normalize, like, hey, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. I'm 47. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. Right. I can get it wrong. Mm -hmm. I can come back and show up differently. And, like, I think we need to be able to hold space for the humanity of it all yeah. and we're just in a place right now where it doesn't seem like many people are willing to do that yeah and that's hard but these kids are yeah i mean seeing I, i'm working now a lot with the 20 somethings and mm-hmm. the later teens right they're open about it they're mm-hmm. open about their sexuality and their preferences and their gender and mm-hmm. their identity mm-hmm. and their medications Right. It's okay for them <laughs> right. to be like, you know what? I forgot my meds today. Right. I'm struggling. They're open about it. It's mm-hmm. just like, first off, when we were in school. Right. Could you even imagine telling somebody that you were on meds? No. No. Even going to see a counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A therapist. A shrink, yeah. as it would still have Anybody been referred to. feel not normal. Right. right. Yeah. That was not no. a thing. But there were also not the diagnoses that are, is that a word? Diagnoses? Yeah. Yes. I think so. I think that's like, the correct plural. Okay, diagnosis. Diagnosis. I'll accept it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Boom. But, you know, like nobody that I grew up with was diagnosed with ADHD. Right. Or depression or anxiety. That wasn't I was actually ADHD. Were you? Yeah. Medicated? Uh, for a brief period of time until I just, I never took my meds and, and I don't really think I needed it. And mm. Yeah, I but they it were. It, it was more like those autism, were the bad right? Autism. Like the yeah. spectrum. Yeah, like we, nobody ever talked nope. about that. No, um, there are so many things that I feel like our parents and I. I I'm not. I, I mean this in a very loving way, mm-hmm. and I believe that everybody does the best they can with yeah. what they have, but they covered it, right? Mm-hmm. They hid it. Yep. Um, there was a lot of emphasis on on the optics of a situation, how things looked. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people that had issues, I know I did, mm-hmm. covered them. And yep. so, like, for me, I'm dyslexic. Mm. 
And I overcompensated. Mm -hmm. So I would get up in the morning, do homework. I would go to school. I would go to whatever theater rehearsal I had. Mm -hmm. I would come home, have dinner, start my homework at eight, nine. I would work till one, two in the morning. I mean, I did all of these things to cover. And they didn't actually even discover that I had it or give me a diagnosis until I was a senior in high school. And the only reason that they did that was because I was going to potentially fail my math class mm. because I I put enough coping skills in place that mm-hmm. I was able to make it look like mm-hmm. I was a normal learner in yeah. every other place but math. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, they're like, well, shit, you're already accepted to college. You might as well just go live your life. Right. You know, like you've already taught yourself yeah. the skills that you need. And I, I just wish that yeah, but like... you struggled through it though. Right. I think about all of the hours I could have been sleeping. Oh, yeah. I think about all the hours that I could have been doing anything Anything. else. Being social. But I was trying so hard to, like, fit in, to get it Mm -hmm. right, to Mm -hmm. get good grades, to, you know, all of the things that we think are important. There was. There was always such an emphasis on grades Mm -hmm. and that you, and that we had to go to college. Right. Whereas now it's just like. Right. Go to trade, trade school. school wasn't an option. Get some money. Right. Don't go into the arts. <laughs> right. Please, children, listen to your mother. But right. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation oh, because I really feel that. Um, and I think we really learned through COVID, we actually do need artists mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a big way. Yeah. But we also need to be willing to pay artists. Uh-huh. And I get very, very upset. Louder for the folks in the back. Right? Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody in this office is just like holding up a hand and preaching right? amen. Right? Because <laughs> it is, it is, we have to pay people what they are worth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And without us, you'd have nothing to watch. Right? There would have been no Shits Creek. I know. Right. I would have had a very miserable 2020. Oh, <laughs> without, yes. yes. Without the artists mm-hmm. in the world. Remember how much it sucked when no movies were coming out during that two right. year period? And it was like, where's all the new Or no more paintings to be seen yeah. right. in galleries. Yep. Or yeah. no more poetry slams right. to yeah. attack. You know, like. No it, concerts, yep. no, no, no theater in the park. Right. Nothing like that. Yeah. Right. And. That and until, uh, however, I do feel that as an artist, it is also our responsibility to not take less mm-hmm. than what we're worth. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. And so there's that tension between like, I'm an artist, I want to create art, and oh, this person only wants to pay me X, Y, and Z money. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Right. Well, I guess do I give up my exposure. passion? Yeah, or Oh, and that's the biggest line of I shit. Hate I hate that so much. Yeah. Somebody made a cross stitch that was a grave and said, died I... from risk from exposure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it's we need to shift our values mm-hmm. and put our money where our mouth is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and start voting with our dollars of the mm-hmm. values that we want to see in the world. Yeah. Yep. If yeah. you want to see more art, you have to go out and spend the money to yeah. see the art, right? And not complain about it. At the same it. time, if somebody says something you don't like or agree with, stop spending your money with them. Right. Yeah. Right. It's really Put your easy. money where you yeah. need it to go. Vote with your dollars. Yeah. It'll work. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Man, we're getting... Yeah. All right. Boom. Do you know what? Let's sign off and go change. Some <laughs> yeah. Well, we should yeah. anyway. Okay. Never so speaking of, you created this book. Right. Where did this come from? Um. So this was born out of a desire to help my youngest mm-hmm. process her big feelings. Yeah. Um. 
so we're all at home, uh-huh. <laughs> right, uh-huh. during the pandemic. And um, two months after she was born, my mother died. Mm-hmm. And so I had lost my father in 2016. My mother died in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I was left holding the bag with the estate and with all of the pieces, parts. I had just had a new baby. I was... Um, as I was trained to do, powering through everything, mm-hmm. making it work, mm-hmm. um, and putting everything in a box yeah. because that's what we did, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I had made it through all of those hard things. I had sold the house. I had done all the distributions. I had, um, I felt like I had done the appropriate amount of mourning, mm-hmm. which we can circle yeah, back to right, that later right, yeah. because is that even a thing? Mm-mm. And um, And I realized that the way that my parents parented me was the best that they could Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't enough. Yeah. And so I wanted to be present to my children. And I didn't know how to do that without yelling Mm. or without the other behaviors that my parents exhibited, right? Like, so... I knew I wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to be different. And so I started doing a lot as I do, because mm-hmm. everything to me is about research. So I started reading everything I could get my hands on mm-hmm. about parenting and how to show up for your children. And mm-hmm. so she's having all these big feelings. And I was like, you know what? I learned how to be happy, mad, sad, and glad. That was the range of mm-hmm. human emotions that mm-hmm. I was allowed to have in my household. Mm-hmm. That was it, four things. I could have four things. And I tended towards mad and sad because mm-hmm. those were what I saw most often exhibited from my parents. So those, yeah. that's kind of where I skewed. And so I knew with my oldest, things started to actually shift for me with my oldest, but I knew with her I wanted to expand that vocabulary, mm-hmm. which I did for her. So she has language around all of these things. Mm-hmm. Having a two-year-old, they don't have all the language, mm-hmm. right? And so it's more a felt sense of safety yeah. that they require. Mm-hmm. And especially my kiddo, she's a highly sensitive, highly intelligent child, which I am blessed with, mm-hmm. but also ah, it's a lot, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I had to learn how to let her have these huge emotions mm-hmm. and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. So I had to give her the gift that I had not been given. And I wasn't quite sure how to do that. Mm -hmm. But through the research, um, what I determined was we needed to give her tools. We needed to give her age-appropriate tools. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, what do I do? I start looking for children's books. Because I'm like, I knew when I got divorced Mm -hmm. and when my child was going to have to start coming back and forth between two houses, there was a book called The Invisible String, Hmm. which doesn't directly have to do with divorce. Yeah. But it's really about that felt sense of we're all connected. Mm -hmm. No matter where we are, whether we're on this planet or whether we've left this planet, we're Mm -hmm. all connected. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, I got that book from a psychologist. I should be able to find a book about people who have blended families and what that looks like. And through the research, I was able to find some books, Mm -hmm. but they weren't they didn't look like my family yeah. and they they weren't age appropriate. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
I started telling the story through Sylvia's voice. So the mm-hmm. book is told from her experience mm-hmm. about the things that we have done to help her manage her big feelings when sister isn't there. Yeah. And they get along very well. Oh my gosh. They're like two peas in a pod. That's so and one of the reasons that I, I actually really was like, oh, this has to be a focus is because um, at two, Sylvia was starting to give the cold shoulder to sister when she would leave. Okay. As and a coping like, mechanism? 100%. Okay. Yeah. She was like, if I'm mad at sister, it's easier it's for easier. sister to go. Yep. Now, of course, she doesn't have language for that. But we all looking mm-hmm. outside can yep. see that very clearly that's mm-hmm. what was happening. So, what, and, and, of course, sister, being a very sensitive teenager, was unable to look past the hurt, right? Because mm-hmm. it's hurtful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had Sylvia scream at me, get out of my room, leave me alone, you're not my mom. I, I've had that Fun. all. Yep. And it does hurt. It does. And it's hard to separate out the feelings and that experience. So then sister was getting so upset and she was crying and Sylvia was crying. We're all crying. And I'm like, okay, this this isn't sister's choice. Mm -hmm. Part of life. And she, it was like a light switch. Mm. Sylvia was like, oh, it's not. Mm -hmm. And I was like. No, this is the agreement that we have Mm -hmm. with sister's family. And I thought, okay, I've got to tell the story. We've got to tell Mm -hmm. the story. So that's how the book was born. Oh, my goodness. Okay. How do you start writing a book? Uh, Research. (laughs) So, So what I did was I was like, okay, let me see. What is the average length of a book for a three year old? What are the number of words? Mm-hmm. What, how can I share in a vocabulary that they're going to understand? And so I tried to gather the information from what was already in the world. Mm-hmm. And I took that and I was like, okay, what is the important story? You know, as an artist, as a yep. theater person, I'm thinking, what is the beginning, middle, and uh-huh. end? How do I work through this? And so that's. That's what I did. Um, I based it on what I had seen, but I told our story. Mm. And I, I found an amazing illustrator who... It's so good. It's like, this so is good. your family. She, I know, Without right? a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you can, can you hold it up? So sure. Can, yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> this is my baby. This is the baby. I mean, and anybody who's friends with this me... This is exactly what the babies look like. like. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, the adults were a little, you know, oh, it's a little yeah. bit more of a caricature of us, That's but fine. the girls are. Yeah. yeah. No, it's spot on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And it's so interesting to have somebody that could yeah. find all of that. Well, and she was great, too, because I I wrote down the story. So it was like page one, and here's what I want to say, page two, mm-hmm. here's what I And I had ideas mm-hmm. for images in my head. Yeah. But then Hallie came along and she was like, okay, let's talk about this image. Like, what's the most important thing about, I mean, like, mm. please hire her. <laughs> please what's hire her, her. What's her full name? Um, so it's Hallie Chafin. How did you find her? Um, I found her through doing some advocacy work. Okay. Um, I met her mother. Okay. And I saw her art and I was like, this kid gets it. She's not a kid. She's in her 20s. She's a kid. So, but I was like, she gets it and she tells stories through her art and that's Mm -hmm. what I wanted. And Mm -hmm. so I went about this process a little backwards because most people, 
Most people will have a story. They'll write in and try and find an agent. That agent then will help them find an illustrator that works for them. And I was like, no, this is my story. Mm-hmm. I want to tell my story the way I want to tell right. my story with an illustrator that I want to partner with. And mm-hmm. so I want this self-publishing route, which is a more difficult route, but not necessarily. Yeah. Um, and what was really important to me, I was like, I don't care if I'm a New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, I want to get this book into the hands of families who need it, mm-hmm. who can use it. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, from the time we had like little stick figures on a paper, mm-hmm. Sylvia would pull those papers into a room and she would read it to herself at night. And she would point to the pictures and tell me the story. And she still reads it today. Mm-hmm and sister will read it to her Aww. and like it's just a really yeah. beautiful thing that they it's like an anchor of a knowing that this is okay mm-hmm. and that this is a normal part of life and yes it's hard and we as Glennon Doyle would say we can do hard things we can have this and we can share in this experience mm-hmm. and let it be what it is yep without trying to change it or make it better or whatever. We can just be with it. Which is such a change from what we talked about. Like, that's not how we were raised. No. Mm-mm. You don't talk about that stuff. Right. That stays behind right. the closed doors. Right. Everything's fine. Right. And the busier you are, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still at fault of that, but, you know, you keep yourself closed away and everything's fine. Everything's great. You look good. Mm-hmm. You're doing the work. Mm-hmm. Putting in the time and everything's mm-hmm. perfect. Bullshit. But. Yeah. That's, well, and that's such a gift for the kids, too, to be like, this is okay. Yeah. It sucks, but it's okay. Yeah. I hope so because, um, so we come from, my brother and I come from a long line of parents who were married and could have been divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so we were really the first to go through that painful process mm-hmm. and it felt very isolating and we felt very alone. Mm-hmm. And um, so anything that we can do to have conversations and normalize things that like happen in life mm-hmm. and be present to people mm-hmm. and not, we don't have to understand every experience to have empathy. Right. If somebody tells me their truth about a situation or a feeling or whatever, then I have to believe them. Mm-hmm. That is that is their experience. Yeah. And if I can believe that other people are showing up in the world having these experiences, then I can have a lot more compassion for people mm-hmm. when I walk through the world. Right. I feel like we are blessed in our, I don't even know what we are. Are we generation? I'm X, technically X. X. Mm-hmm. We are, what do they call us? Geriatric millennials, which is... <laughs> Really is that of... really a term? Yeah. Is that really a thing? I think so. Oh, I don't know. I, the my same God. Number of babies are born every single year. I don't think gener- I think generations is just a way of, of it's just perpetuating aging. Putting age. another box around mm-hmm. something. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's drawing lines and saying. But I think it was just like people born in like 76 yeah. to 83, they have no idea who we are. Mm-hmm. We're the latchkey kids, we're the Oregon right. Trail generation. Right. We were, we were just basically like, go, do. Right. Right, but I think, I think we have the benefit of having a little bit of that independent spirit forced on us, right? And a lack of technology to go out and seek answers. Yeah, so yep. we had to go and find our answers. Oh my God, encyclopedias! Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I love. Do books. when they would come to the house, but, uh-huh. sell you the whole. You're like, I've got Encyclopedia uh-huh. Britannica. Uh huh. Twenty six of them. 
Right. Yeah. Right. I have all the answers. <laughs> right. <laughs> now we didn't use it ever. ever but the card catalogs. Right. And... Right. Yeah. It's it's interesting because when I think about, I mean, I, I feel lucky for technology in some mm-hmm. ways, right? Like especially with my girls, they can stay connected mm-hmm. over FaceTime. Yeah. Which would have never been a thing, Mm-mm. right? So I feel very lucky around that. But I feel like technology, and this is where I'm going to start to sound old, is is a great tool. And also it's been a really harmful, divisive thing in terms of keeping us from connecting. Mm-hmm. We can so easily silo and I can be around people who look like me and mm-hmm. act like me and understand me. And I don't have to go over there and talk to those people. Mm-hmm. And when we were growing up, I feel like I had the experience Mm -hmm. of learning about people Mm -hmm. by being with them, Mm -hmm. by being exposed to them Mm -hmm. in person, which is so different than being online, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just, it it hurts my heart to think that like we are, we've never been more connected, but we've never been more alone Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And so I... I want for people to like get out in the world and to be having conversations and to be connecting. And that's that's really like, if this can help people connect and normalize blended mm-hmm. families, because even families without being blended need to be exposed to this. Their kids need to be exposed yep. to this. Like we need to hear the stories mm-hmm. so that we can have the compassion. There's, there isn't a normal family anymore. Right. And I think that even growing up, we saw the nuclear family the nuclear family with the what is it three and a half kids two and a half kids which made no 2. sense 2.5 kids that wait how do you have a, a house i don't even understand i don't know that i want a half a kid <laughs> right that sounds miserable which half do you get like <laughs> <laughs> i do not want the bat i don't, I don't want know either. that i want either. i don't know that i want to decide which right. half of the kid that i want that's just where my brain went like, yeah nope one side's full of shit the other side's <laughs> spewing shit all <laughs> mm-hmm. but no i, I I think that that's all we knew. Right. And it was weird to have my my parents split when I was a freshman mm. in high school. I didn't talk about it. I mean, people knew to a degree. Right. But that wasn't, I was probably an anomaly. Mm. Or, you know, it seemed like there were divorced families, but it wasn't happening then. I feel then. like that was the start of a trend. I don't mm-hmm. want to say trend. That's not yeah. the right way to put it. But it's the start of like when I started becoming aware of like a lot more like folks that are starting to split mm-hmm. split up and go go separate ways and i feel like that that really kind of became more prevalent in like 90s early mm-hmm. 2000s but even i mean there weren't a ton of kids that just lived with one parent yeah. or right. lived with grandparents right. it was still the nuclear family idea yeah. mm-hmm. and that's not the case anymore right and shouldn't be right you know? <laughs> and I, I mean i guess we've been very lucky in that I've worked so many different places and with so many different people and age groups mm-hmm. that my kids have now seen mm-hmm. a lot of different experiences, which I love. And right. I want them to see that because then it's not it's not a thing. Well, and it's not scary. No. Like, I think part of it is when you don't see yourself in the narrative, when you don't see yourself in the story, you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and you don't know how things are going to unfold. And that there's so much fear behind that. Yeah that it keeps you away from, mm-hmm. right? Any any sense of normalcy or or talking about it, it keeps you silenced in a way that induces shame. Right, right. 
I really don't want my kids to go to friends for the answers. Right. As I did. Right. That was that you don't talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't know a lot of stuff. Right. And I learned it from friends who also, who also didn't, didn't know, know anything. And <laughs> yeah. They yeah. tried. Right. But trying to make your own conclusions based on, well, mom and dad said this isn't right. Mm -hmm. But yet they're they're going along with this idea. I don't. I don't know what to feel. Do I feel right. wrong and shameful about right. literally everything? Or do I go and experience something right. new, right. unheard of, that maybe they won't approve, but I want to I want to look into this. Right. College, yay. Right. Thanks, Otterbein. <laughs> Did a lot of that, though. Right. But I, I don't, that's acceptable now. Right. And our kids are okay to look at something differently mm -hmm. and be okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that my kid comes home and, and there's every kind of kid at that school. Right. And they're all making decisions. Sometimes those decisions change frequently. Right. And right. that's okay. Right. I'm like, just keep me posted. Right. But exploring different genders and identities and, mm -hmm. and religions and feelings. Sexuality. Sexuality. And, right. and it's like, we were not encouraged to do any, mm -mm. any of that. Mm -mm. You had to be one way. Yeah. That's Here's it. Here's your box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. <laughs> You know, as, as confusing as it is, like, cool. I wish we would have had that. Mm -hmm. I think people would have been a lot happier if we'd had those boxes right. removed. Right. Because now we've got a bunch of people our age that are just like, I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and lessons that I'm trying desperately to not pass along. Yeah, right. You know, things that I'm trying desperately not to mm -hmm. dump on my kids. Right. You know? Yeah. That, that I was... That, I mean, and, you know, I don't know, I'm not blaming anybody, but I mean, it's just the kind of thing you just don't want to pass on. You want that stuff to stop. Mm -hmm. Right. But I believe that that's, that's where we are lucky in this weird, unmentionable, who are we generation. It's like, we're kind of like, okay. We'll try it. We'll try it. <laughs> yeah. We'll take a look. Right. We might, we're not going to get it. Right. At all. Right. I don't understand it. I, right. you know, where my kiddo comes up and tells us kind of where they are. It's right. like, okay. Great. We have no idea, but we are here for you. Right. <laughs> and we'll do everything we can. Right. Just keep just keep talking to us. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so important to have the conversations, mm -hmm. right? Like having those conversations is huge. And as an adult with children, the more open to growth mm -hmm. that we can be as parents, the better off our children will be. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so it really comes down to, are you willing to set aside the values you have, or are you willing to set aside the narrative of mm -hmm. how you feel like life should be? Are you willing to just set that aside for a moment and notice what is and what is true in this moment for you and your kid, because mm -hmm. guess what? You might be operating in an outdated system. Very much so. Which yep. is, you know, it's funny because my oldest, I always credit her with really saving my life. Mm. She, I didn't know that uh, I needed her as badly as I did because she forced me to look at the world differently. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was like the moment that I got pregnant with her, I was like, oh God. She is looking to me mm -hmm. to see how to be. Yeah. And who to be in this world. You're like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. And I was like, 
first of all, what is happening right now is not okay. Yeah. Like there is nothing okay right now. I got to get my shit together before this person comes into the world because I don't want for them to grow up in the same chains that I grew up in mm-hmm. of expectation of who I had to be, of how I had to show up in the world, of the pain that I had to endure. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And so I want something different for her. Mm-hmm. And every day it was like chipping away a little bit and a little bit and a li- and asking myself like, okay, this is what I'm believing. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Is it still true today? Right. And what else might be true? Mm-hmm. And it was like that whole thing. I mean, she she knocked that ball in motion for me. And that's when I started doing the transformational coaching. That's mm-hmm. when I started shifting my life in big ways. And that's what led me to be open mm-hmm. to being in this place where I could do things like yeah. this. I could step out into the world and say, hey, wait a minute. Is this really... Mm-hmm. Is this really how we want to be? Isn't are we really okay? Mm-hmm. What what else do we need? Yeah. And being okay to be wrong. That is one of the biggest lessons mm-hmm. I think I've learned. Yeah. I don't know if it's turning 40. Mm-hmm. Maybe I like I like the 40s. I'm kind of digging yeah. them so far. I'm I'm me too. Yeah. Although I'm knocking at 50. <laughs> you know, I've decided I'm going to stay 42 not because of like an age and age thing i just like the number 42 okay. and it's mm-hmm. a good, it's a good age multiple and i'm just gonna right and this year is gonna be my first anniversary of my 42nd birthday okay mm-hmm. i'll like acknowledge that. what age i yeah. actually am right yeah the anniversary of my 42nd right. birthday. it's interesting and i was explaining this to a couple 20 somethings because again that's who i'm working with right, right now and it's so hard to say to them like i'm sorry but you are about to jump into the probably the hardest point of your life right 20s were they were awful mm-hmm. they were pretty bad there was a middle school was worse. i was well, gonna say was, i'm with you middle school on the, the middle actual school actual worst yeah. <laughs> but i think school, we forget I think about it give diplomas for middle school uh-huh. I think you, yeah you, if you can like, survive that yeah not yeah. school yeah. diplomas like life diplomas. yeah yep. like mm-hmm. hey guys you made, made it you did you some it. hard yeah. shit yeah. congratulations and my eldest is yeah. What three weeks away from being done with eighth grade, and there's yeah. they're in this mentality of just like, I hate these kids, I hate what's happening, I hate all of it, I'm done, I'm over it, and I'm like, you're in the perfect spot, right? Yeah. This is exactly yeah. where you need to be. Next yeah. year it's a whole shakeup, and mm-hmm. yeah. you need to choose a whole bunch of new things, and then you're gonna hate that before. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's and then you go into your twenties, right? You're gonna hate that. Uh-huh. You're gonna be yeah. like, who am I? What yeah. am I? Doing? I really Why didn't am I here? know until I. I mean, it was I was pregnant with with her at 33. Wow. Okay. I was like, hmm, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. You know, at 33. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a... But you knew a little bit better then. Yeah. Yeah. You dealt with Because life. I chose to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times it's, it's easier to not acknowledge. Mm-hmm. It's easier to put it in a box and be like, oh, I'll deal with that mm-hmm. later when I deal with that. And I think I was just like, no more, Mm-mm. <laughs> no more, because we're not promised a tomorrow. Mm-mm. And I was like, I don't know how much more time I have, and I'm not spending it like this anymore. No, it's not worth it. Mm-mm. Not worth it at all. I love this. I love you. I love you, you too. <laughs> I was trying to think this morning when I was up at six o'clock in the morning before I had my lucid dreams because I took a uh, sleeping aid way too late last night. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Very strange dreams that happened. I believe that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I was trying to think, this is what happens if I do wake up early, the brain starts working, Oh, uh-huh. then it's basically all over mm-hmm. from there. I'm surprised I mm-hmm. fell back asleep. I can't even remember when you and I met. Maybe the children's theater? It, that's where Which it would was. have been a decade, yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Yeah. Because you went to Otterbein. Yeah. But I was there right before mm-hmm. you were there. Yeah, so, so I started in 98. So mm-hmm. you would have been gone. 97. I graduated ninety seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew who you were. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Those stories probably are accurate. And I just... passed my own down. So mm-hmm. I, th- I was talking to one of the students uh-huh. yesterday. I was like, "Yeah, I was, I was in Kappa. Please don't hold that against me. I don't know what it's like there anymore." <laughs> right. Right. He goes, "No, they're nice girls." I said, oh, okay, good. We're uh-huh. back there because it wasn't uh-huh. like that for a while. Uh huh. But it's. I, I love. We were. He jokes with me all the time. He's just like, is this just the Otterbein podcast? <laughs> I mean, basically. No, it's the Otterbein theater podcast. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. to make it even worse. But <laughs> but there's something there. There's a family mm-hmm. that whether we wanted mm-hmm. to be in that family or not, we are. Right. And those people are still, uh-huh. I mean, I look up to your your classes like, oh, those are Aww. the amazing folks. That, you know, and I see it even down the line. But I, I love the fact that we have remained this family, mm-hmm. this understanding of just like, I it's get you. It's a magical place. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I find most magical is our ability to hold space for others as we grow and change. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't this like, oh, this is how you were for four years. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting you to stay the same. And if you don't, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's just this like love and acceptance and like, wow, you're doing some really interesting things or you're recovering from something really hard mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're just we're, we're just there. there and we're like, yeah, we're a family, mm-hmm. just like you said. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite experiences that I get to have now with my students is Todd Allen Crane. Oh, yes. We've never met. Oh, you've never no, met Todd? No, we have never oh, physically he's so met. so lovely. And he's I, so it, lovely. It was one of those I just reached out, was just like, would you be willing to... <laughs> To talk to my st- right, this man has become such an influence mm-hmm. over these kids that, are, yeah, it's juniors and seniors in high school. But the words that he speaks to them, and it's just like I need those words just as much, oh, and yeah. he needed those words oh, from somebody yeah. else. It's like yeah. we can provide that. Yeah. So thank you for this because oh, clearly you're, so you're passing that on. We pass on the narrative. We mm-hmm. go back to where we should have been all this time, telling stories, mm-hmm. and yeah. how they go down the line. Yeah. And you're doing that. I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much. So where can we find your book? So currently it's available on our website, www.mysisterhas2houses.com. It's spelled out Mm T-O-W. And it's also on Amazon. Okay. um, And it will be on Barnes & Noble. Um, We're we're getting it out there Mm -hmm. more and more. Um, Going to the website, though, and buying the book there is supporting the production of more books getting out there into places like I always being dyslexic I'm like is it the free little library mm. or the little free library I always get it wrong so whatever it is I don't know the boxes um, the outside yeah, boxes those those, those things, things. Um, I'm donating to those mm. um, I want to get into places like Dolly Parton's Imagination Library mm. yeah. um, but there's a lot of hoops to jump through and we can always talk about publishing at a different time yeah but Unfortunately, there's still it's still a very uh, hard industry to get into, and so the stories of the people who have different narratives aren't being told because mm-hmm. it is such a hard system to get into. Okay. So that's a whole other can of worms. We should have you and Dante. Do you know Dante Wood Spikes? I don't. 
I'd love we'll, to. We'll connect. He did a self-publishing. And I think he mm-hmm. kind of, even in his own, was just like, that's a whole other story we're not going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard because... a self-publishing yeah. episode where yeah. we've got several people who have Absolutely. On, that would be great. That yeah. I think it'd be a really interesting discussion to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well there are so many people that are like, I have this great idea for a book. Mm-hmm. And then that's where... Mm-hmm. It, that's where it I stays. Yeah. And I know. unfortunately, um, it, it is so discouraging and people don't have the resources and the system is really built to benefit those people already in the system Mm -hmm. like so many things and so I got really pissed off and I I was sitting at my computer and I was like Brendan who's so used to hearing me have these outrageous like why is the world like this and he's like you don't like it change it and I was like I don't want to start a publishing company but I but will, will if this shit doesn't change. Yeah. So yes, let's yeah. have that conversation. Let's do that. We should arrange that. That yep. would be great. Because surely great. there, I mean, I would love to have somebody on that wants to self-publish and you right. can probably be like, don't do it. But how oh, do no. you do it? I mean, I will give them everything I have mm-hmm. in terms of like how you can do it yeah. um, and the obstacles that people are up against. Um, most of it is trying to work within a system that was established for privileged few. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest part because that's why we don't, in my opinion, I'm soapbox. That's why we don't have diverse stories mm-hmm. is because yep. the systems were built to yeah, only tell, down, man. that's yeah. exactly it, mm-hmm. to yeah. only tell certain stories. So places like um, Epic Reads, I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's a system that like school systems use, but you can go on there and they have all of these different books. And so mm-hmm. of course I reached out to them because I'm like, how do I get my book here? And they're like, oh, you have to go through one of these two publishing houses. And to go through one of these two publishing houses, you have to have an agent, you have to have all of these different pieces in place. And this was the kicker, and I still can't wrap my brain around this. They're like, you also have to have 50 titles. You have to have 50, you have to have 50 books to be presented. Now, forgive me, I could be confusing Epic Reads and Radio because they're two similar platforms. Mm -hmm. But anyway, for both of them, you have to go through a particular publisher. And for one of them, you have to not only go through that particular publisher, but then have 50 titles. And so I'm like, listen, I've got a story that's unique, Mm -hmm. but I don't have 50 unique stories. Right? And I'm like, and so no wonder our stories Mm -hmm. aren't being told. And that's what really pissed me off. And that's why someday I might start a publishing company because- It's on camera now. I know, I know. But but that's the way it works for me. Like I see something in my life and I go, oh, well that doesn't fit or that doesn't work Mm -hmm. or that's not accessible to people or that's not, there isn't equity and inclusion there. Mm -hmm. How do we create it? Mm And while I recognize I can't fight every battle, and while I recognize I can't change every system, I'm committed to doing the work Mm -hmm. to do what I can to create a space for people to feel safe, authentically who they are, and show up in ways that they can fully contribute and fully be themselves. That's what I've always loved about you, is that you have consistently, and all the time I've known you, that is who you are, though. And you spread that message, and it's... I love seeing your growth and your your own personal work over the years. And you have you've come through a lot. There's been a lot in your, especially in the last mm-hmm. eight, ten mm-hmm. years. Yeah, it's been some hard stuff. It's been some hard <laughs> stuff. But it's you know it's like the the resilience that you've had through that and the the vulnerability 
has been a gift. So thank you for that and being willing to share and be open about things and to be willing to change is such a gift that you give others. Like, I'm okay to be changing right now. Yeah. And who you knew then, it's probably not who you know now. And that's okay. Right. Because this is me now. Right. The me tomorrow could be somebody very right. different than right. what you see. But right. That's, that's how When it we goes. know better, we do better. Mm-hmm. And that is the place that that I want to be always. And mm-hmm. and when I wake up in the in the morning, I think to myself, how can I reduce harm mm-hmm. in the world? Mm-hmm. Harm happens. Mm-hmm. I harm people every day. How can I reduce that? Mm-hmm. How can I make this a safe place to land? Mm-hmm. How can I let people know that they're loved and supported? And it's not um, an easy commitment to mm-hmm. make. But if you just take it one moment at a time, that's... Yeah. That's way more manageable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm so inspired. I'm not going to write a book or anything, but I'm so. But you inspired. could. But you I could. could. I could. It, it, yes, there are there are things that I still want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Maybe. I can't wait to see them. Maybe. Right now, I've got other stuff I'm doing, so I'll, I'll stick with that for now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Buy the book. Yes, please. Buy the book. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thanks for listening.